And now it gives me great pleasure to introduce our moderator for today's program, Magistrate Judge Patricia Gorenz. Patricia J. Gorenz is a United States Magistrate Judge in the Eastern District of Wisconsin. She was appointed in 1994. Prior to her appointment, Judge Gorenz worked in private practice and was also appointed to serve as Deputy Attorney General for the State of Wisconsin from 1991 to 1993. Judge Gorenz also was the acting United States Attorney in this district from 1987 to 1989 and held other positions in that office as well. Prior to law school, Judge Gorenz taught political science and constitutional law at Carroll College and was a writer researcher for Alvernal College's Resource Center on Women and the Milwaukee Archdiocese Council on Urban Life. Judge Gorenz also worked as a reporter on a civil rights newspaper in Montgomery, Alabama during the summer of 1967. As part of her responsibilities, she covered the Alabama legislative session and reported on, legis excuse me, on civil rights issues in Alabama and Mississippi. I can say that Judge Gorenz's passion for fair housing was evident in every step of planning this program, just as it was 50 years ago when she participated in the open housing marches in Milwaukee. Please join me in welcoming Judge Gorenz. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome. Um, it's, it actually sounds like I couldn't hold a job, but uh, <laughs> it's really just I've been around a long time and have been very fortunate in what I have been able to do. Um, Jessica also, Jessica mentioned that this is the 50th anniversary of the end of the 200 march for nights of marching here in Milwaukee. Um, we have come to, have, we have some of the original marchers with us here today, as you just heard, including one of um, whom is our, one of our panelists today, Dr. Earl Bracey. Our program today begins with a look at the past. The title is Promise of Federal Housing Act 50 Years Later. Look at the past, the present, and the future. Um, we begin with the past because how our communities became what they are today, uh, how racially segregated they are by race, it's important to have an understanding of how we got here in the first place. Milwaukee did not become one of the most if not the most racially segregated city in the country by chance. You will see that the laws and policies passed by the federal, state, and local governments promoted the legacy of segregated housing that we have today in Milwaukee and other major cities across the country. Just a few examples in the video will show more of this. The Federal Housing Administration, which was established in 1934, I believe, began to, um, after a few years, provide model restrictive covenants and required their use to obtain FHA um, financing. The federal, uh, this was followed by the Veterans Administration, um, which was established in the mid-1940s. Um, their mortgage loan program adopted the FHA standards and these discriminatory underwriting standards and used it in their loan processing. You have to remember in the 1940s, after World War II, a lot of African-American males, particularly, 
were returning from the service. They did not have the same uh, opportunities to obtain mortgage, finance, mortgage loans and or mortgage financing. Um, and in fact, between 1930 and 1950, three out of every five homes purchased in the United States was fi financed by the Federal Housing Administration, yet less than 2% of these loans went to people who were black. This was not segregation by choice. This was residential housing segregation by law. And I think it's important for us to remember that um, because it adds a different dimension to when we talk about what's happening in our communities and how we have some of the problems that we have. Our, uh, we'll look at the video first and then we'll have our panel members and our speaker come before you and explain their views. Um, they will discuss present housing policies, the present part of the past, present, and future, if you're following along with me here, um, and um, any uh, current barriers that still exist and new programs that seem to be more innovative in how they're proceeding. Finally, we'll look at the future, and that means um, what we're doing is we're including what positive steps we can do, what the future holds, but also what positive steps we can do, both individually and in our communities, to make sure that there are equal housing and economic and educational opportunities for everyone in our country, not just people who are white. Thank you. <laughs>